0: Bob, what are we doing today? Kevin, we have a special guest today, Tom Clark. He's an actor, he's a comedian, he's a self produced Amazon video star. And we're going to talk about comedy, technology, and pretty much anything else that tickles our fancy. So here we go. Kevin, you want to start things off or say hello and maybe introduce Tom one more time and have Tom introduce himself? Who knows?
1: Yeah, so uh, with us today is Tom Clark, and how, how do people normally introduce you? Are you? Is it comedian Tom Clark? Is it world-famous comedian Tom Clark? Is it, you know, what do you go It's usually,
2: like, uh, trumpets. It starts with some trumpet, you know, like, announcing me, and then they sort of roll out a red carpet. But I'll, uh, you can just say Tom
1: Clark. That's awesome. So you're based out of L.A. right now, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, I live in L.A. been out here for almost 20 years now. Wow.
0: Oh, I had no idea you were out there that long. Wow. wow. Okay. I thought it was a recent transplant. So, all right. So I have a quick question right off the top. Comedian, uh, self-produced. How the hell do you afford to live in LA?
2: <laughs> drugs. I sell drugs uh, <laughs> predominantly. Um, no, um, I have a shell corporation. Um no, I just, uh, I, you know, I was a social worker for about five or six years while I did comedy. So I know social work doesn't sound like big money, but uh, but when I was in Milwaukee, basically all the money I was making from comedy I was using for bills and all the money I made from social work I put away and saved and stuff. And, and my wife's a good saver. So between the two of us, we were able to, you know, we're able to make it work pretty well. We just bought a place actually in Agora Hills. So that's where we are now.
0: And you guys are both comedians, correct? Right. She also uh, runs an event
2: business. She has her funny girl events. So she books some shows and then she does uh, some wedding events and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're both sort of independent uh, contractors for the most part.
0: Well, wanted to say congratulations on the Amazon special. Uh, Thank you. Really enjoyed that. It was nice to see you perform since you don't get to Chicago too many times. But uh, it was really cool to see the special, and uh, congratulations!
2: Thank you. Oh, well, you missed me last time. I was in Chicago uh, end of February, uh, beginning of March.
0: Oh, I don't ever leave my house in those months. It's just... <laughs> well,
2: you know, when I was when I was in Chicago, I was there Oscar weekend, and I went to the bar down the street from Zany's, the old town ale house, and Michael oh, Shannon yeah. was yeah, Michael Shannon was there. What the fuck was he doing there? <laughs> He, he uh, was directing a play down the street, so he's sitting at the end of the bar watching um, uh, watching the Oscars. So my cousin wow. is super bold, so she, she did a Snapchat picture with him where he's, he looks like a cat, and uh, he's flipping off the camera. It's on my uh, Facebook, but it's pretty funny. I
0: thought I saw that. I just didn't realize that was in uh, St. Charles.
2: Uh, It wasn't in
0: uh, downtown Chicago. Oh, no. That's right. You guys, you were at the Rosemont Zanies or the downtown Zanies, not the St. Charles one. That's right. Right, right. Oh, yeah. No, getting into the city in the winter? No, that's not happening.
1: <laughs> so, Tom, you're, you're originally from the Midwest, Wisconsin. Um, I can't imagine moving to Los Angeles. You know, I'm surrounded by cows and corn. Um, so what, what's the, <laughs> Us what's, the Us what's the crash course for moving to L.A.? I mean, the only thing I know about L.A. is it's, you know, Hollywood glitz glamour and everything I learned on HGTV about how houses are this small <laughs> but cost a million dollars. So what do I need to know?
2: Um... I don't know uh, I mean I just did it I think it helped to be naive about it and uh, you know I lived in Milwaukee f- till I was about 29 years old so I was like if I don't do it now I'm always gonna wonder what if um, so I mean it's you struggle the first couple of years and you just kind of gotta accept that and and uh, but I made a lot of good friends and I made you know I made quality friends out here and I think that that's helped me s- sustain myself because. I think when you try to, whatever, network or try to hang out with people that are just kind of assholes, <laughs> you know, it definitely doesn't make you want to stay out here. But I have, I have a lot of nice people that surround me and a lot of people from Wisconsin, which is nice.
1: So can you walk, like, down the block and not run into a celebrity or are they still pretty scarce in, in L.A.?
2: Well, I live in Agora Hill, so uh, it is sort of uh, – um, there are celebrities out here like john schneider from the dukes of hazard lives out here yeah uh, <laughs> we saw kim basinger one night at this barbecue restaurant uh so you meet a lot of like the sort of retired celebrities out here which uh so yeah you do sort of just see them and they're just sort of like at target and it's just like being in the midwest
1: and there's there's old mrs Wait. basinger C- celebrities shop at Target. Is this breaking news? <laughs> I should probably should probably photograph them, but I I like to give them privacy. Um, man, so unless you see, I thought you were only big time if you had a personal shopper. So so if you oh. see a celebrity at Target, like doing their own, like you know, getting their like paper towels and toilet paper, you know, I, I right. guess you know, it will be, be you know awkward for me. I guess seeing that.
2: It depends who it is. If it's like the Kardashians, yeah, that's pretty. Uh... That's pretty newsworthy, I would say.
1: Gotcha.
0: So I want to talk about this special a little bit more because you self-produced <laughs> it. Um, how, like, how did you go about that? What was the, like, first of all, how did you decide that that's what you were going to do? And then how did you, how did you do it? Do it.
2: Um. Well, I think Hollywood kind of decides how you're going to do it. So, I mean, th- there was like a company I could have gone through, but then that would have meant sharing the profit with them and and they just sort of mass produce them. So I didn't feel like I would get anything out of it. And I talked to other people who had specials produced and that they felt like they weren't, uh, you know, they didn't get their input for like advertising and stuff. So I just decided to do it myself. I do comedy sports, which is improv out here. And they have a nice theater uh, in North Hollywood. So I was able to rent that for really cheap and, um, And then just uh, I sold my own tickets through my uh, website, through PayPal. And, um, yeah, and I just had a lot of friends who were supportive. And, you know, I got Drew Carey uh, to introduce me for the special, which was cool. And uh, I don't know. You just sort of like just sort of trust it's all going to work out, I guess, and, and
0: just have a plan. How did you go about picking Amazon for distribution?
2: Well, I did Amazon and iTunes? Um, I went through a company called Distriber, which is an independent movie. They actually did the Jake the Snake Roberts uh, documentary that was on Netflix. <laughs>
1: I saw and, that.
2: Uh, yeah, so they, they, um, yeah, they did the documentary there. So I mean, they they did have a good reputation, and and they don't take any of the money. I mean, Amazon and iTunes take some money, but that company you just pay them. They make sure your video is up to the quality and audio, you know, specifications that they want, and then you collect the money. So it's kind of a nice thing. They don't help you promote it, but they do all the quality control.
0: So who did the video work and who like did the editing and the mastering? Were you behind all that too, or? I mean, I have a
2: great director named Matthew Gosson who who does all of our Clark's sketches um, that my wife and I do. And he directed it. And he's also an editor. He used to edit on the uh, Tonight Show with Jay Leno. So he really knows his stuff. And he's he's been getting more into the directing side of things. So um, he did everything. We had a six-camera shoot. Um, and,
0: uh, yeah. It was did, just, that include, uh, did that include he just... the helmet cam?
2: <laughs> that was his son. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, I said, can you put a GoPro on your son's head? And he's like, sure.
1: And that was
0: it. <laughs> That's so I got so a quick
1: question. So I would, I'm going to venture guess you're a Packers fan. So oh, yeah. you, do, you do sports comedy. Uh, do you do any Frank Caliendo-esque, you know, type things? Or are you familiar with Frank Caliendo's, <laughs> you know? Oh, uh,
2: well, Frank, Frank and I started together. Frank and I started really? together in Milwaukee, and uh, Frank actually is his brother. I don't know if this is a secret, but his brother does a lot of his social media. So. Uh, with Frank's approval, you know, a lot of my, he put my promo on his fan page and all that. So Frank's been a a big help in all this too. Um, but yeah, I started out with Frank and, uh, you know, I mean, I knew Frank, as soon as Frank figured out that John Madden impression, it was like, there's no stopping this guy. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, you can, I mean, that's, that was his whole thing was you just go back to the John Madden impression and crush and, uh, comedians hated having to, you know, headliners were just like, I can't follow this guy. And, and then he eventually, of course, blew up. So,
1: Do you have any other uh, early inspirations in the comedy field? I'm, I'm a sucker for Bill Murray, you know, deadpan and stuff like that. So who else kind of influences you?
2: Well, I, a lot of people say Norm MacDonald because uh, <laughs> I, I sort, of have, a,
0: <laughs> I sort yeah. of have a
2: deadpan quality. But I, I never really knew who he was, but I, was, I would hear from other comics. And I, I love Norm Macdonald. I think he's one of the best. Um, but uh, I can't say he was an influence, but I, I do. I love that style of sort of making fun of stand-up and sort of like making fun of the idea of telling jokes. I, I sort of like that. But, you know, Steve Martin was another big influence. So I sort of like that idea of your, your parodying sort of the idea of doing stand-up. That's, that's always sort of what I admired more than like Seinfeld or uh, any of those guys because I, I thought they took comedy too seriously, I felt like. Good answer. The
0: one thing I like about the way that you do that as well, Tom, is like, and I don't know if this is part of the bit, but it feels like you've got these, these natural windows that you leave for like improv to come in. Like, you know, somebody says something in the audience or you always do like the how many years people been married, that kind of thing. And it feels like you riff off that. And like, how do you do that? It's like flying without a net.
2: (laughs) I I mean, that's what I love. I've been doing improv as long as I've been doing stand ups. I've been doing stand up 23 years. I've been doing improv like 22 years. So for me, those organic moments are what I love because people are blown away by it. But for me, it's like. I don't want to say it's the easiest part of the show, but at least it's the most fun part because I don't really know what to expect, and you sort of get to write on the fly, and you know I think you just do it enough, the synapses in the brain start to like you know fire off and sort of wakes you up. So I think just it just allows me to be more spontaneous on stage, and then when I'm doing my routine, I think then I then they come across as more spontaneous than just something I've been doing for. A couple
0: of years or whatever yeah it's it's actually great fillers too because it's you know 10 minutes of you know material you don't have to write for the most part
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah now were, were you at the show in st charles um with the group it was like like it was like a 20 person turnout or something yeah like that. and then
0: we and then we got you to come out to the art studio after we're or the next day right, right, and yeah that yeah. group yep for sure that was us <laughs>
2: Yeah, because I remember that that was fun, and uh, yeah, that whole group I became friends with on Facebook and stuff. So it's like my St. Charles fan base.
1: Speaking Be of nice. fun, what's the most fun type of work that you get or would like to get? I I, I did some cyber stalking, you know. I guess that's a like a twenty twenty or twenty first century word. You know, I checked out sure. uh, you, uh, your website, checked out your. It was the smoking's uh, little uh, two-minute thing. It was hilarious, the, the Conan thing. So of all the things you've done or w- think you will do, what's, what's the most fun thing for Tom Clark to do?
2: I mean, I love acting. I love, um, you know, I did a, a little thing on HBO uh, a couple months ago for Room 104. It's a Duplass Brothers uh, production. It's sort of like The Twilight Zone, but it all takes place
0: in a hotel room. I've not um, seen that. Is it released yet? Well, they just,
2: they had season one and then season two is coming out, I think, in the summer.
0: And so, are you um, in season
2: two? I'll be in season two. And
0: All it's right, a cool. very
2: disturbing episode. It's <laughs> funny in a weird way, but I play a cop. And I don't have a ton of lines, but I, I'm in a, a, quite a few scenes. <clears throat> um, but I love that. I love acting. I love, I just, I mean, that's why I moved to L.A. was to to be on HBO, to be on, to play a murderer on TNT, to do Conan, like I think that's the stuff I really love. It's, it's not my sole purpose, but it's like, and I love live shows, but I think, I think that's when I'm like, oh, this is why it's worth it to be out here, you know. Are you
1: are you able to pick up any cameo work? Are we going to see you in uh, Game of Thrones or Silicon Valley anytime soon?
2: <laughs> hey, I got to take TJ Miller's job on uh, Silicon <laughs> Valley.
1: Hey, hey, hey. You right? Yeah, good point. Are you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll have to talk to Mike Judge, but uh, no, nothing. Um, no, no, no real cameos. Uh, I mean, I don't think I'm at the level of <laughs> if I show up on a show, and people aren't like, "Oh, there's Tom Clark." I'm not like. Bob Hope showing up on the set of the show. <laughs> Right.
1: So so we do a lot of tech. That's what Bob and I um, that's how we met. We're we're nerds. We 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 do nerd stuff. So we follow the show Silicon Valley like you oh, know, yeah. religiously and look in and think, oh my gosh, the the writers who write that are so plugged in. Um, so how, how plugged in are you to technology? Are you a techie?
2: Well, first of all, I'll say it's funny, like uh, you know, TJ and Kumeo those are guys I met early on when they were just starting out. Um, so it's just amazing to see, you know, what they've achieved in the last, you know, I, I've probably known them since '04, 03. And I remember, you know, just talking to them and they were asking me questions about what's LA like. And, you know, so it's kind of funny to just see how how much they've uh, achieved. But, um, but yeah, technology-wise, I'm not the best, um, I do more of the social media stuff. Like, I don't know what what side you guys are on. If you're more into like programming, but I'm definitely into the social media. But uh, I don't really understand. I don't Perfect. really understand like ret- Reddit or any of that stuff. Perfect, because
1: I got a wonderful question for you, and I hope you struggle mightily. Can you tell me okay. for for our listeners what Bitcoin exactly is? <laughs>
2: I think it's like uh, computer money, and uh, like you can buy stuff from shady people on the dark web, and they'll give you heroin.
1: Yep, I think so you, nailed per- That's awesome. you nailed it. Perfect answer. You nailed it. I think you nailed it. No, the, re- the reason I ask you is because uh, Bob and I, we didn't know shit about Bitcoin maybe six months ago. Now we we talk probably, we've talked way too much about it now. We almost don't talk about it at all now, but it's just, we went through this weird odyssey of what the hell is this? Is this like the biggest pyramid scheme in the world? Is this legit? What is going on here? So I'm just curious how. We mostly, we,
0: we mostly don't talk about it because we lost a shit ton of money. That's well, that why.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Jeez. Yeah. Well, sh- like, shit ton doesn't like, uh, mean very much for us, you know, but.
2: So. Uh, <laughs> it's like the old Aladdin castle tokens, right? Isn't that what it's like? The... Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> They're worth nothing records. outside the castle. Right, right. So, so you said social media side of things. Um, so what is your preferred social media? And, you know, how have you found it successful? Has it been a big boost to your career, to your promotion? Like, I mean, what would you... Um,
2: I mean, I, I like Facebook. I feel like Facebook is the friendliest, although it's it can also be, like, the angriest place for people. But I, I do find it, like... People like stuff on there, and they communicate more on there. Whereas with Twitter, I feel like Twitter is sort of uh, just just kind of douchey, who can be the most <laughs> intellectual, who can be the angriest, who can be. So I'm not a big fan of Twitter, although for some reason, Drew Carey started following me on there, and I don't know how it happened, but, um, but that's sort of uh, how he came to introduce me, because he liked what I wrote on Twitter. Really?
0: Um, yeah. So I assume so, that was a long-standing relationship, but that was really like a Twitter bromance thing.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, and it's, I feel like I'm revealing
0: celebrity secrets here. No, um, that's great. That makes like real people sounding stuff. That's great.
2: Yeah, I mean he was great. It's funny the, the little kid with the camera on his head. He was hanging out backstage with me and Drew and and. For some reason, Drew is, like, telling me, like, oh, you know, in Vegas, how much the, the cocktail servers make, like, the girls who do bottle service. And the kid's like, what's bottle service? And then Drew very, uh, very sincerely, like, not being gross or anything, just very sincerely explained, well, bottle service is what happens. It's like when you go to a club, and, like, explained it very matter-of-factly to him. And I was like, oh, I just learned about bottle service <laughs>
0: <laughs> from Drew Carey. Like, this is very surreal. And that kid was um, all of, like, what, 14
2: no, he's like 10 years old, but he's like oh. 10 going on like 30. He's like mature beyond his years. He's a, we use him in a lot of our sketches and stuff. So
1: he's uh, the director's son. He's very funny. Mateo Gossin. I'll give him a shout out. So Tom, shout out to Mateo. I, I have a uh, 17, almost 18 year old who's a YouTuber. He's... He's doing pretty well. He's in, he's a junior in high school and he works for a company in Boston and he works from home. Yeah. when oh he's God. not, yeah. It's just like, are you kidding me? I, I fucking flip burgers at McDonald's my first job, you know, and this is my 17 <laughs> year old son. But, um, both he and my nine year old are like, Hey, we want to get into the film TV industry possibly. Um, is there any hope, A, and B, if, if there might be the, the smallest bit to be in, like, producing, directing, uh, being a grip or something mundane? How does somebody – I mean, do you just have to move out to L.A. and wait tables and do the old, you know, put your resume down with the bill type thing?
2: <laughs> I mean, I didn't hear part of it, but I, I think I got the gist of it. Um, but I think um, – I mean, if he's already successful on YouTube – Keep doing that. Like, you can build a following, and they these networks are going to come to you as long as you don't turn into Logan Paul, uh, who's a total douche. But, uh, uh, but I mean, yeah. I mean, if he's creating his own content, I would encourage him. Just keep doing that. I mean, I don't know if you saw today. Like Fox canceled The Mick, and they canceled Last Man on Last Man on Earth. They canceled Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh. Yeah. And a little inside Hollywood there. (laughs) (laughs) But I I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's so much better when you're in control of what happens. And I feel like Netflix and these streaming stuff lets you be in control more than these networks. So I would encourage them to keep to stay in Indiana and keep creating content.
1: Um, so funny That's you mention advice because we we recently switched platforms for Bob and I. We were on YouTube. We did a video, uh, then uh, YouTube became assholes to us and right. and blocked us for a little while. Then because Netflix filed a dispute with us for copyright. Then Netflix said, "Oh, we're it's it's fine. You yeah, know, you're fine." But YouTube oh, were yeah. were dick- you guys are big time. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but anyway, so we switched over to podcast, but. What's your feeling on – so you brought up a good thing. Like Netflix is a great outlet. Um, uh, Amazon, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. You can tell me. But I would say YouTube um, is is great until it's not. Um, so what's – Yeah. What's your feeling on all that?
2: I think, yeah, I think YouTube is a little shady. I mean the fact that they just let Logan Paul sort of do whatever he wants to do and I think just mainly because he has a ton of subscribers – so they don't really care if he murders someone on the air. It's just like, well, it happens. That was um, some
1: of our beef with them. Yeah, he gets three strikes, yeah. so that would be only like two strikes then. So he'd be good, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's and I mean, so I don't know, I think I think you're right. I mean, I think and I know YouTube cut back on a lot of the sort of <laughs> the sort of quote unquote middle class of YouTube, the people that didn't have the ten thousand followers or whatever the cutoff was or the thousand followers. Um and then you were you were cut off financially, so I mean I I think YouTube is also probably a good thing to maybe even get out of if if you're young and to do something another platform like I mean I don't know what Vimeo is if Vimeo would help or but I would say even YouTube's going to screw you over eventually because it's still a corporation yep. so um, the more you can find your own independent route I mean that's why I did my special on my own I just think. I think people are going to start learning that that these artists don't need you. Like they don't need your CAA, they don't need you know networks. They don't need like I think Netflix is the only one who's realizing like we got to take care of these artists, otherwise we're going to lose them. So we're going to let them do whatever they want, literally, and and we're going to be have a monopoly on show business.
1: So we, we did a podcast last night. and We graded some of the big tech companies, um, like as if we were their parents. So we said, Google, you're you're <laughs> grounded. Microsoft, you're in a timeout. But Netflix, you get a raise in your allowance. Bob said. So we kind of like yeah. graded no them. No questions
0: <laughs> asked. Yeah. So <laughs> right.
1: um, I totally I'm I'm totally on board with you. I- for whatever reason, it looks like Netflix is like the, the unicorn for like both consumers and artists, which is awesome. But I totally have changed right. opinion on Google. I used to love Google. Now I think they're a total evil empire invading my privacy I any mean, chance they can. And by the way, I was one of those middle classers who was monetized. Now I'm not monetized. Those bastards. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not happy about that.
0: So, yeah. Tom... Uh, any thoughts on uh, Netflix special for your second one? Because you're coming up on a year anniversary, right, of Outraged? Outraged is a year old?
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think honestly I could repeat some of the material and and <laughs> for the millions of people who haven't seen it, there's still – I still haven't. Uh, but, I mean, I'd love to do it. I, I don't think I'm at the level that, that they want. Um, so – I don't foresee that happening in the near future, um, but I also needed to develop the material. So um, it's kind of funny. I had a special that was released through this other organization called VidAngel, which is like this Mormon-based. It's I call it Mormon Netflix, and it's basically <laughs> um, you. They we shot a forty-minute clean comedy special, clean comedy stand, and it's called "I'm a Rescue." Um, so I actually shot that a few months before this one. And, uh, I was sort of like, I used that money also to help me fund my special. So it kind of worked out well.
0: So, all right. So this is a good question about Outraged too. Now the big number, the big finishing number, the, the title track, did, did <laughs> the song, did the song come first or like, <laughs> I don't think you had a guitar when I saw you play a couple of years back. So.
2: I used to play guitar in my act, and then um, I decided I was going to do it. Um, and I, I had another thing where I make up a song with audience members, but I decided uh, I was sort of playing with the the chords, and I came up with the song. So, sort of the song just sort of came up in the last month or so. So the title kind of came from that, but I think it was just from all the outrage on the internet and all the just. It's such a common phrase now that I'm outraged by this. I'm outraged. So I just thought it would be, you know, that it would go viral.
0: <laughs> it, it's super awesome. And the audience participation part is even better because you get to improv in the song too. So that was great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I only got to do it live a few times. So it's nice. I mean, it was a little one of those things, like, that was, like, literally I didn't know what was going to happen because I didn't know what problems people would bring
1: up. So do you, do you get, like, an <laughs> adrenaline rush doing stand-up because it's live and, I mean, potential hecklers? And, I mean, gosh, it's got to be nerve-wracking.
2: Yeah, it's still um, – yeah, I still get excited to do shows. I mean, but I feel like I'm still sort of, like – I compare it to, like, a, an NFL quarterback. I mean, <laughs> which I know is a reach, but, well, you know, when you've been – like <laughs> – you look at like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers and you watch them in the pocket. They're just like they know where everyone's gonna be. There's chaos around them, but they don't it doesn't phase them. And I think that's the same with when you're a stand-up, is like you just don't, you're just keeping your eye on the prize. There's a million things going on, and there's a million things you realize during the show, like, oh here comes the waitress, oh, this person's getting up to go to the bathroom. I'm gonna acknowledge that, you know. So you're able to think of like a million other things while the show is going on. And I think All that's right. as, yeah.
0: So you mentioned the guy getting up and walking around. Sleepy Joe, was that plant or was that totally impromptu?
2: That was totally impromptu. Totally. <laughs> he was literally, he was sitting behind Drew Carey and Drew even said after the show, he's like, I was going to grab him, but then I'm like, this is being filmed. If I tackle him, it's going to be like a TMZ story. So he, (laughs) he didn't, uh, he's just like, I couldn't believe he got up and he's just, uh, a guy who drinks at my wife's bar and he had to go to the bathroom and he wasn't going to wait. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was a great moment because, uh, it was like the end of my special. It's literally the last five minutes of my special. So it was just Yeah, a but funny, you
0: were mid-joke, though. That was the best part. You were mid-joke. You are like, <laughs> should I reset? And everyone was like, yeah. And you totally reset. So that was like, I,
2: <laughs> I was impressed. I think yeah. I think it worked better because
1: of that. Yeah. So 99% of us will never get the opportunity to do what you did um, by going on Conan, you know, uh, a late night show type comic. So congrats on that. I'm totally envious. But Thank you. How, uh, gosh, how do you keep yourself together when it's, I mean, do you get one take and, you know, hey, don't screw it up. There you go. Go out there.
2: I think it's all those, it's those things of you don't think about it. Like, if I thought about that, like, hey, Tom, you get one chance at this. Don't blow it. I think, yeah, I probably would be pretty panicked. But um, this was something, like being on Conan, I'd say, like, that was my biggest dream and stand up like to be on Kona was like something I'd been trying to do for literally 20 years maybe well, maybe yeah about 20 years and uh when it happened you know I, I literally got a phone call that day and they said can you um uh can you come out and you somebody canceled their visa didn't go through can you be there today and I'm like yeah it's great so I uh my wife and I called my friend Uh, I went to college with he lived in San Diego I told him to come up I brought my mother-in-law it was actually the day after her birthday and we all went out and uh, I think it just helped to not really have time to think about it I didn't wasn't able to really promote it I was just like I'm here I'm going to be on Conan and um, I think that was the best thing that could happen is to not be ready (laughs) to just get the call
1: that day that's awesome
0: so do you have yeah. a management team, management company, or do you just pretty much do all your own stuff?
2: I have an agent that I've been with for a long time. He, I met him in Chicago, and he, uh, he's been my agent, and he's moved around from agency to agency, um, some good agencies, some not so good. Currently, he's with a good agency, uh, and... That's sort of my team, but I do a lot of my stuff independently. Like he, he booked me on that. He got the audition for that HBO show, but um, but yeah, I, um, like a lot of my stand-up, I book on my own. Like Zanies, I've been going to forever, so I book that on my own. Whereas he booked me on a cruise ship in a couple of weeks, so that's something that he booked for me.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. Now do you get to yeah, go on the a- entire cruise or? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm a little nervous. My wife is actually going with me. We're leaving uh, next week, and um, we're going to be gone for seven days. And we go through the Bahamas and Cuba. And uh,
0: wow, what a shitty gig! I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. I got to be on a boat with a bunch of uh, with my audience for s- seven days. So hopefully the show goes well. Because if it doesn't, it's going to be a long trip.
0: How many shows are you doing? Just one on the boat? I think it's just one show I haven't
2: really heard, but I know it's not every night. It's, I think it's like one show when I get on the ship and then one show the middle of the week. And I think that's it. Cool. It's a good
0: gig. Well, how long is the set?
2: I have to do a 15 minute clean show and then I do a 45 minute uh, or a 15 minute welcome aboard show and then a 45 minute clean show. Both of those have to be clean.
1: So. And, and how hard is it to keep them clean? I mean, <laughs> you'd think most of your material is on the other side of the fence.
0: No, he's mostly clean. No. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not really an issue
2: for me. Like you said, I, I can do the crowd work. So, you know, the crowd work is pretty easy to do. I don't really have to uh, think too much about it. So um, the, so that helps a lot.
0: The crazy part, when I was watching Outraged, I uh, you dropped the F bomb a couple of times. It's like, whoa, that's not usually how town rolls. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know it's. Uh, as the other thing, I needed to let that out. So there was, yeah, I know it's funny because it does come out of nowhere. I think that's really the only. There's that one joke I do about 40% chance of danger, the movie, <laughs> and that yeah. uh, gets a little dirty. <laughs> but it's otherwise. I mean, that's really the only part.
0: You didn't get to use those lines in your HBO cop audition.
2: I did actually. I do. Uh, I get to say what the fuck is going on here. <laughs> I think so. Uh, and then the guy who's uh, in that episode—I don't know. Do you remember the guy who was appearing on morning uh, morning TV shows in the Midwest, and he was pretending he was a yo-yo expert? I've seen videos of that. Yeah. He was uh, the the other. He was the other star. He's actually from Wisconsin, so it was kind of cool that uh, two Wisconsin guys were in the episode. But he was very nice.
0: Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the cheese connection. <laughs> so you said you had an audition last night, right? How did that go?
2: Uh, Earlier this week, I was all right. I mean, I, I always sort of know if I don't hear anything by, uh, you know, by at least two days later, I'd probably nothing's going to happen with it, but
1: what's, uh, uh, what's that like? I mean, you go into a room where there's like, Hey, how's it going here? And then you like sizing up the competition immediately. What, I mean, walk me through one of these.
2: (laughs) It very, I mean, commercial auditions is very much like you're in a room with a lot of people that look like you and you're all going up for this role. And, uh, and it's just sort of, uh, a little humiliating you're all just kind of waiting in a hallway and then they call you in and explain to you what they want i don't really like the commercial auditions the the theatrical it's usually a much like it's usually just a couple people in the waiting room you're just kind of going over your lines and uh and then you go into the room and it's like a small little office like as big as the office i'm in right now there's a camera and there's a Uh, like an assistant running the camera and then there's a casting director and then they just read the lines with you. And every time you leave, you're like, that went horrible. (laughs) And, uh, and, but the the HBO on the director was actually there. So I think that actually helped because I think then I, I just think I'm better live. I don't think I, I don't know if I translate well on the camera or, you know, I mean, I think like, I don't know, maybe the subtlety plays better when the person's in the room and they can actually watch me.
1: So since you all look alike, do you run into the same people? Like, ah, oh, so-and-so's here again. I'd hate that dude. I mean, is, <laughs> is that kind of how it works?
2: Well, there's definitely, like, friends of mine that I'm like, oh, that's – and I'm like – and, like, I have a friend who is his brother's a comic, so I, I see that him all the time at the auditions, and he books a ton of work, so I'm always like, oh, he's got it. So – Sometimes it's kind of discouraging because you're just like, oh, Jesus guy again. Like, he books everything. So,
1: oh man, that's got to be a tough business. I mean, I'm, I'm envious. I would totally want to be, you know, LA scene actor, but it, I would get so, I would be, I would die of starvation. I'm sure of it. <laughs> you know, so, uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. It's definitely, uh, I don't really enjoy the, uh, I mean, I, I wish I was auditioning more. I guess that's the problem is every time I feel like I get an audition, I feel like I got to land it. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be a long time before I get the next one.
1: Is there, um, I don't know, do, do people get discovered that way? Is, is that like the ultimate, you know, you get discovered in one of these? Or is, I, I'm just so curious on how all this works. Um, is, is this like grinding it out in Hollywood? Is this exactly what you got to do to make it in Hollywood?
2: I mean, it varies. I mean, like, I when I booked, uh, I booked a small part on NBC's Outsourced, um, and I just had one one or two lines, and the director liked me, and he just, and he, from that, I booked this movie, Big Miracle, with Drew Barrymore, and that was just from the director liking my one line and just thought I was perfect for this other role. So it's just funny how it works. You just don't know, like when people stumble upon your work, if they're just like, oh, this guy's the exact person
1: we're looking for, so it's... Is the expectation you know, that like, you have to know all your lines, or, or are you reading from a piece of paper?
2: I mean, the parts that I go out for are generally like three or four lines, so I'm not like, I usually know all the lines. I try not to use the paper. I think when I started, I did, but I've learned over the years that it's better to have, to have it all memorized, and that way that's more natural. But as soon as that camera goes on, my I, I just go blank because I'm like, oh, shit, I can't remember any of these lines. <laughs> oh, so there's always panic. Uh, but it's it's gotten easier over the years. But uh,
1: I, I know how you feel because uh, I've, I've yeah. played in a lot of bands, guitar and all that. It's like, OK, we've, we've practiced this song 100 times on Tuesday nights, guys. And then gig nights like, oh, my God, what's the first word? What's the first word of the song? You know, right. I'm just panicking. Yeah i
2: hear you oh yeah yeah it's totally different when i uh when you get in the room with the even when in the room with the casting director i, I remember i shot uh, tnt's the closer and i played a murderer on the closer and and the first scene was like something super easy like uh you know was was the door open when you arrived gifford like that's what kira Sedgwick says to me and I was like, yeah, I was open. Like, that's the only line. But then she was looking at me and she kept forgetting her lines. Like, she couldn't remember it. And I was convinced, like, I'm going to lose my job because when <laughs> she looks at me, she forgets her lines. And uh,
0: Kira can't work with the, this guy. He's gone.
2: Right, right. I know. I was like, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's funny the things that go through your head.
1: But, uh, well, how does uh, it feel being uh, cast as a murderer? I mean, because me, I'd be like, wait. You, th- you think I look like a murderer? You know, so... <laughs> I mean...
2: Well, I wasn't just a murderer. I was a uh, slow-witted murderer. Oh. I was like a oh. slightly, slightly damaged individual. Oh, ouch. So it's a double whammy. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe I got it because I read the part. I'm like, oh, this is like a dramatic role. Like, I got to be dramatic. And um, I remember going in the casting office. There's the assistant and the, uh, the casting director. I remember they kept tapping each other, like hitting each other on the thigh. Like I, I assumed it meant like, this is the guy, like this guy is perfect. And I was like, holy shit, I'm going to land this on like during the audition. I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to get this part. And then they called me in for a callback and, uh, and then I booked it. And actually it's funny. Cause that was the, uh, that week I was supposed to go on a cruise ship to perform. And that ended up, having to get canceled so I could do this. So, hopefully something similar will happen next so week.
0: So, aha.
1: We were cyber stalking you and uh, you know, we found your resume and I was looking at your resume and going, "Holy shit, that looks nothing like what a like a tech guy resume looks like." So, you know, I'm I'm seeing all these things, you got your <laughs> hair color, your eye color. Is this like a standard Hollywood uh, CV or resume? I mean, is this what you would expect from someone in your line of work?
2: Oh it kind of Oh sorry. Uh so I'm
1: looking step. at your your resume here and I was it's blowing my mind that this looks nothing like my resume. You know, I have like computer terms uh, everywhere stuck everywhere. So is this what a standard right. Hollywood resume kind of looks like?
2: <laughs> I mean, I imagine if you're successful in Hollywood there's no resume. Oh, resumes. good
1: point. Oh, ouch.
2: Um, <laughs> George Clooney isn't getting headshots printed up for uh <laughs> The next Ocean's 14. Uh, <laughs> it's probably audition. not
1: on LinkedIn either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. He's, uh,
2: but uh, yeah, I mean, that's generally what it is. I mean, it just sort of shows what you can do or what you've done already. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, that's basically it. So, I mean, ideally, you don't want it to seem too dated, like outsourced is on there. And it's like, ooh, that was a long time ago. So it's always. Like, so is- you gotta hopefully get some updates. Is
1: IMDb like the LinkedIn for Hollywood? Because Bob and I we're on we're on uh, IMDb. Yeah, yeah. So oh, really? um, wow. you know, uh, actually, we should look Tom up. Yeah. I forgot about so that. So for all I know, <laughs> for all I know, we're like you know, that means nothing, Kevin. It's like Wikipedia. Good luck with that. You know, you can make your own entry. So, um, so is is there like some like underworld website or is IMDb where you know where you want to be on or how does that work?
2: <laughs> well, first of all, I like that you say you're cyber, stalking me. Like our whole goal is to be found. Like, <laughs> Please, if you're having to search for me, like that's a bad sign. That's true. Um, there, yeah. I mean, actors and comedians are constantly looking for attention. So there's no, uh, we're not looking for anything underground. We're looking for everything to be found. So, yeah, but IMDb, I think is, is something that people look at and, I don't know if you know, like there's uh there's a star meter. Have you ever looked at your star um, meter? Um no, but I, we probably, probably don't still won't
1: <laughs> because it probably won't be good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh but it's funny because I it's meaningless to me, but it's like your star meters up you know is up this week. Now you're 358,457. And it's like that doesn't seem better. And it's like, but it's but it's something they keep track of. I don't know. I, th- I think like Justin Bieber at one point was number one.
0: So. Oh wow! Oh, it's I an I, it it's an IMDb analytic is what it looks like. So yeah, in yeah. your IMDb profile, it has your star meter number.
2: What's my star meter? Check my star meter. Oh, that's,
0: that's really. Hang on, looking you up. All right, I I while you do that, Bob,
1: I will um vamp a little bit here. Yeah, let's get yours. Uh, oh, I have no idea uh, what mine is. He can look. Uh, but uh, so. Um, <laughs> Uh, Bob and I like to talk about all kinds of stuff like artificial intelligence and stuff like that. Do you ever get any parts or do you have any feeling on like, you know, sci-fi? Would you ever take a sci-fi part? Is that you, will you take anything at oh, this point? Yeah. You know, you know, I, you know, I, you know I'm, I I don't know how the I do a Scientology
2: works. video. I <laughs> oh
1: wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Bob and I always talk about how the robots are going to take over the world. So, uh, I think, uh, if you can play a murderer, you can play some sort of mad scientist who creates the robots that take over the world. So, all right, Bob, it's
2: well, it's funny. I actually did a table read the other day for a, um, a guy who, uh, is basically becoming schizophrenic and, uh, and he's convinced there's aliens after him. So Maybe this is fortuitous that you brought it up.
0: There you go. It's going to be your next role. All right, so here's some more uh, big tech bullshit. Uh, For me to see Tom's actual rank, I have to be a member of IMDb Pro. But I can see that your rank is up 60,060 points just this week. That's That's what it says.
1: Yeah, but is funny. it bullshit? Like you know, like um, Zillow says my house isn't worth what I think it is. You know, they're just like throwing this number at you. <laughs> hey, if you, if you send us a little money under the table, yeah, we'll we'll get you some more points there. You know,
0: I just can't <laughs> believe I have to be a pro member to see his actual ranking. There's uh. like
1: I'm looking at like six Tom Clarks now. I gotta I feel like I gotta pick. Oh, he's the top one. So says Milwaukee. i and I guess that's that's you, Tom. Yep, that's your picture. He, yeah, he's
0: an actor, writer, producer.
1: Are you, That's right. are you Tom uh, Clark? Oh, yeah, third? you're right. Yeah. All right. Tom,
2: yeah, Tom Clark 3. Yeah. There
1: we go. Oh my goodness. I'm,
2: I'm in 164,000th
1: place. Congratulations. You've broken Thank the top so 165,000.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's all happening so fast.
1: Yes.
0: There's a pretty smoldering headshot of you in here that looks like you were probably like 25 on your imdb profile
2: well i'm sure there is like i'm doing (laughs) what i can i'm doing what i can out here
1: so uh what point in your life you're like stand-up comedy improv insert comedy here was you're like yes this is gonna this is what i'm gonna do
2: uh i probably uh (laughs) i was probably 30 before i really thought it was gonna happen and uh I don't think I ever really thought about it. I guess I, mean, I would honestly say, like when I started when I was 23, I was like, "This will be fun for a while." But I don't. I think it wasn't until I moved out here that I really thought this is a this is my career, you know. And it probably wasn't until I was like 35 that I was like, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do." That's great.
0: So there is yeah. no fallback career at this point. This is it, showbiz or bust.
2: I mean, I think it's more diversifying trying to be more diverse you know i teach stand-up i wouldn't want to travel to clubs for the rest of my life you know but i i teach stand-up i i i'm trying to write scripts trying to do more acting you know i i try to do everything and i think that's that's what helps and i'm just learning about doing stuff independently booking my own shows all that stuff i think just makes a difference so um so yeah, I don't think at this point there's a plan B other than to just keep keep growing as an artist and and creator.
0: How do you like the teaching?
2: Uh, it's fun. It's interesting. I mean, that's how I started in stand up. Was I taught a stand up class and or I took a stand up class, and uh, that's what got the ball rolling for me. And you know, when I lived, moved to LA, there were so many open mics that were just there's just so many bad comics and. Uh, <laughs> And I mean, not to be mean, I mean, there were some great comics, too, but there were so many bad ones that just didn't know how to, like, structure jokes. And, and I just wanted to sort of help people uh, sort of bypass that, those five years that I went through of just not knowing what the heck I was doing. You know, some guys figured out right away I, I didn't. So um, I love being able to help people. I, I teach uh, improv. One of my students was actually Jessica Williams, who's who was on The Daily Show, and she's on uh, Two Dope Queens is is her podcast. I taught oh, yeah. her, yeah. So she was one of my students uh, when I was teaching her high uh, her high school improv team. So it's just amazing, that, you know. Especially in high school, you see these kids <laughs> sort of bypass you into superstar. I mean, like, holy man! Like, I used to work with that kid. I mean, and I could tell she was. She was going to be something big because she was just such such a big presence, even in high school.
0: It's amazing some of these kids, man. What do they feed them? It's outrageous how talented they are.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, even your you saying your son that, uh, uh, who's mine? Who's who? Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Kevin's, Kevin's son, son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that you you know doing the YouTube stuff. Like, there's just such so much more opportunities to be creative. Like. When I was little, you know, I would, or when I was younger, you know, I would shoot these videos on like the big JVS, JVC camcorder. But I never knew how to edit that. Like it would just be like, okay, cut. And now we'll shoot here. And like, you'd hope it would somehow all cut together. But now it's like, you can go on your computer, edit it all together. You can do it on your phone. Like it's amazing what uh, the technology now.
0: What do you guys shoot the Clarks on? Your little web series thing.
2: I don't know if it's a Red. Um, I uh, whoa, what's... whoa, whoa. You
1: can't say uh, I don't know if it's a Red. A Red is like a fifteen, twenty thousand dollars 20000 piece of machine. <laughs> They're amazing cameras. So if, if it's a Red, that would be All right. Woo. I'd be surprised.
0: Remember, he's, he's Hollywood. I know, right? He's Hollywood. I'm, I'm like over here going, <laughs> oh, tell me more. You got a Red? Access to
1: a Red? <laughs> I know part of it. I know the special was shot on. Red.
2: I mean, I, mean, I don't. What, what's, actual, what's it actually called?
1: It's, it's called a red camera. Um, really, it, you know, it's a modular camera and everything on it costs a gajillion dollars, and they're they're
0: very nice cameras. Okay.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, I know. I had a couple people with that I, I, think it. I don't know. I think some moves, of your The but... Clarks
0: episodes are awesome. Do you do the writing oh, for those?
2: You. Yeah, my wife and I write them. Usually, I'll uh, I'll sort of sketch out the idea, figure out the beginning, middle, and end, and then. Steph uh, sort of helps me punch it up and, and make it sort of more seamless. I get, I get a little uh, – I sometimes hammer the joke too hard, and, and she's good at pulling back a little bit. So,
1: <laughs> so uh, so yeah. Tom, here's a problem I have. Um, so I live in the middle of nowhere America, um, but I, I make videos with, with Bob. I drove up to Chicago. We shot a little, like, spicy wing talk, you know, very hot ones uh, YouTube uh, edition. Um, but man, I can't find uh-huh. anybody around here who would be willing to just shoot like a, you know, a five minute short film or whatnot. Do you have any, I, I see people in your video, uh, videos. How do you, how do do you know all these people or how do you get people to come to your videos? Maybe move to LA is the answer, but.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone wants to be in show business. I think part of it is just keeping it simple. I mean, we try to use one location. We try to have two to three page script. I think that's sort of the key for us is to keep it simple. You know, every our shoots probably don't take more than three hours, and uh, sometimes we can do it in two hours. So I think the big thing is to try to just hammer it out um, and keep the script simple. You know, not too many props, get the idea and figure out the beginning, middle, and end and, and kind of go from there and be willing to improvise in the moment if something funnier comes up. Don't be afraid to go with that because sometimes those are better ideas. So if I, if
1: I used all my fingers to count the number of actors that I've heard who like to go from acting into directing, et cetera, et cetera, um, I would be out of fingers. So um, is that something you're eventually working towards? Do you want to get in, get behind the camera or do you like being in front of the camera or maybe one day but not yet?
2: I would like to. I mean, I wouldn't mind directing. My my problem is sort of figuring out the shots. If I could get a good director of photography that could, would sort of let pick out the shots. Um, I was I just read an interview with some director and they were saying like, oh, well, I think it was Harold Ramis when he was shooting Caddyshack and he's like, they're like, okay, let's put the camera here and he's like, and they're like, so you want us to move all the, the trucks? You want us to move all the equipment out of the shot? He's like. Oh, what do you want to do? <laughs> and the guy's like, <laughs> "Why don't we put the camera here?" He's like, "Oh, okay." And he's like, and "That's how he shot the rest of the film." Was he's just like, "You just tell me what to do," <laughs> and he can focus on more the comedic aspects of it and not so much the, but, yeah. you know, the visual aspect. So, I think I would love to direct if I could focus more on being the comedic, you know, influence behind it. Cool. Yeah.
1: All right. So if I were to uh, look through your Netflix history and we take off all the weird foreign like artistic films, um, uh, what what would be in your recent playlist? Uh?
2: Well, I actually just watched John Mulaney's special uh, today and I, I liked it. I'm not a big it's hard sometimes to watch other people's stand up specials, especially sometimes the Netflix one. I feel like they're too rushed and not fully developed. I, I thought his was very funny. And I think. Part of it is he's he's Catholic. He married a my wife is Jewish. He married a Jewish girl. He's got a dog. I got a dog. So there's a lot of stuff I could relate to, and he's very funny. Um, but yeah, that one I, I like watching classic movies. Like I just watched rewatch Goodfellas. Um, I don't know, like. My wife sort of got me into the whole thing of like. Usually, when I watch a movie, I watch it all the way to the end, and she's like, "This is terrible." And then we're like twenty minutes in, and that's it. <laughs> so, so I'm like, so I, uh, I don't know if I, I think I just watch more classic. I'm trying to think of what else I've watched that I really liked. Um,
0: so wait, Stephanie doesn't let you hang out to the end to see if it's got payoff. Just- <laughs> I have to do that on my own. Yeah. So she shits cans at twenty minutes in. She's like, next.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. We watched something with Danny McBride and uh, the guy who just won Best Supporting Actor, um, who I love, and I can't remember his name, but it was something about him finding religious artifacts, but they were fake religious artifacts. Um, it was something, yeah, someone with fake religious artifacts. I thought it was all right, but she was like, oh, I don't like this, and I never saw the end of it. So. <laughs>
1: We'll so, um, do you do other streaming services? Do you do like Apple TV or Hulu or uh, shoot Roku? Are you a cord cutter?
2: I I have Roku um, and I have cable, but uh, we had HBO Go, which I loved watching. Uh, you know, I was watching Game of Thrones. I was really looking forward to seeing Barry because um, I heard that was really good. Um, but uh, my <laughs> it's one of those things where you. Uh, Somebody gives you their password, and then one day you try to log in. And you're like, "Hey, something changed." <laughs> <And> you gotta, <laughs> right. You got to make that awkward text, like, "Hey, did you not do HBO Go anymore?" It's like, "Oh yeah, sorry. I guess I should have told you."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I do HBO Go, but not sequentially. You know, Game of Thrones is in season for sure. Then I cancel it. But I tell you what, Silicon Valley and Westworld on HBO are must-watches. So. If you can uh, get right. somebody's password, um, yeah, you need, you're missing out.
2: Come on, Kevin.
1: It <laughs> Damn over. it. I knew it. As soon <laughs> as I said that, I'm like, oh, man, there's going to be this awkward silence. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> I hate it. And we have so many people from HBO that listen to, oh, that's so bad.
2: Uh, I was on an HBO show. I feel like I should get it for like six oh, months.
0: Oh, for real,
1: months. right? You know,
0: actually, it should yeah. be part of your contract, period, just like yeah. for, in perpetuity. Yeah. yeah. Get on an HBO. Tom needs a subscription.
2: I see this happening.
0: Yes, we're going to make it happen. (laughs) I think on that upbeat note, uh, I think uh, we're going to thank Tom for a wonderful evening. It's a little early evening for him, but I know he's got to get off to a a show. So uh, we typically, uh, I guess if you want to, you got any words of wisdom for the kids out there, Tom, before we call it a night? Um,
2: I just keep creating stuff don't uh don't be discouraged by if if something doesn't hit just keep uh just keep creating i think and keep it simple and uh good things will happen down the road once you you just keep learning every time you do it
1: and and one one pss um what sort of thing where can people find you where where should we send people to you
2: Uh, TomClark.com has all my links and all that Um, as my tour schedule has my links to my YouTube, links to my Twitter. TomClarkComedy is Twitter.com TomClarkComedy, Twitter.com or Instagram.com TomClarkComedy. My fan page on Facebook, Facebook.com slash TomClark fan page. Yeah, check, uh, check all that stuff out. But my website is a great
1: place to start awesome and tomclark.com
2: tomclark.com we
1: usually have one last piece of business here before we go off air and if uh i've given bob enough lead time here he'll know what to do bring the lightning